Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with five time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. We're back, baby. Welcome to a brand new season of the 49er Faithful UK show. Uh, brand new season, but same old faces. I'm Gareth Ellis, back again after woefully overestimating my free agent market and still a bit bitter I haven't been snapped up by the NFL network. Uh, but joining me as we queue patiently to get on the Niners roller coaster and still on his rookie contract and an absolute bargain is Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. Great to be back. I've missed you, chaps, and I'm looking forward to getting into it all with you guys tonight. Worth every penny of his team-friendly deal, it's Naji Kaur. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah, can't wait for this. It's been a while, everyone. And all smiles as the team groans under the weight of his bloated veterans' contract. It's Lee Gowland. <laughs> I wondered what mine was going to be. Hi, guys. It's great to be back. I wish I could say I was refreshed, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's far too busy. Yeah, it's far too busy. Yeah. Yeah. You've uh, you've had a good break. Good Easter. But, uh, we couldn't call that a break. I've been so busy. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I think I mean, I've had three days off since last time, maybe. I, I thought mine was going to be nice and relaxing because I've just come back off a cruise yesterday. But it's been one of the um, most tiring cruises I've ever been on because of the amount of walking we did. Um, but it was all good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Even went to uh, Nadji's homeland, France. Oh, what? How dare you? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Out there. I went to uh, Egesio and um, Corsica. I didn't particularly oh, like right. it though. They, d- yeah. they didn't. They didn't speak French the right way. Yeah, uh, Corsica's weird. It's, it yeah. doesn't really count as France. I mean, it's, I've been doing this podcast for four years now, and I can understand every single word that Naji says, but I couldn't understand <laughs> a single word that these guys say in Corsica. Oh yeah, no, t- totally different French. Yeah, completely different. <laughs> So it's mid-April and we're into the dregs of free agency. Uh, we covered the welcome arrival of Javon Hargrave uh, on our live show, our, our tipping our, our toe into the live streaming. Well, sort of went well, I think. Uh, it's quite yeah, long, yeah. as I recall. Um, yeah, hopefully we've all recovered from it. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. signed a few new faces since then, re-signed a few familiar faces, uh, and lost a few faces along the way. Uh, we'll have a quick whip round of the new signings, uh, and you guys can let me know if there's any guys who particularly caught your eye. Uh, we have signed defensive end Austin Bryant, guard John Feliciano, defensive back Miles Hartfield, cornerback Isaiah Oliver, defensive end Clellan Farrell, QB Sam Darnold, uh, kicker Matt Pryor, uh, no, kicker Zane Gonzalez and Matt Pryor, who is Nadji. I think it's a tackle. O-line. I think it's a tackle. Tackle. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a tackle. Yeah, I can't is. remember exactly, but yeah. Um, Hopefully I'll remember his name when the uh, season starts. Who? So who caught your eye, lads? <laughs> Who's a good signing? Who wants to go first? Um, I, I, I think uh, Ferrell. Ferrell uh, caught my eye. I, I think um, given, given how well we are coached on D-line, I think he could up his game. Obviously, you went uh, in the first round, same same year as uh, Nick Bosa. There was a lot touted about him. Um, he didn't really live up to the, those expectations at the Raiders, but let's face it, how many players have lived up to expectation at the Raiders over the last few years? So I think I think it's a very good pickup. It's a good team-friendly deal. I think he'll, he'll flourish in our environment, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah. Me too. Um, really liked him out of college. Um, at Clemson, he was kind of the dude when they won the championship. And uh, yeah, when he got drafted by the uh, by the Raiders, 
he's supposed to have a better career than that. I mean, every first round back, right? Um, you aspire to more, to more than, than now. Solomon Thomas, we were looking at you. Um, but yeah, it could be a massive addition. One of those guys that could well earn an unsung hero by the time the season's done. That kind of guy that has like five, six sack and always grinding and kind of elevate everybody around him. Has a few turnover plays. I'm looking forward to it. I like those and those signings. Slightly under the radar with a bit of, you know, positive behind it. For, for former first rounder sounds pretty good. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Paul. How about you, Paul? Excited for the next Raiders? Yeah, well, as Lee said, former number four pick, Najee, death taxes, and the 49ers bringing in an Ed Rusher that the Raiders or someone else have let go. Kind of caught everyone's <laughs> yeah. eye. Um, Whilst he's primarily an edge, Gareth, his reputation's been more of a run stuffer. And I think that's a weakness the 49ers have identified. The Eagles took advantage of that. We obviously signed Hargreave as the main splashy signing to plug that in there. But I agree with Lee. I think we'll see Farrell as like the maybe his first one and two down player and then maybe Jackson coming in. But if you've got a reputation quite out of college and then it's took a dive where better team to come to than the 49ers to repair it. So, yeah, I was kind of excited for that. And it also adds that there's a Raiders fan who plays for my flag football team, and he was a little bit gutted to see us pick him up. So that's always good bragging rights when (laughs) someone else is kind of a bit gutted you've picked a player up. What did you think of it, Gareth? Yeah, uh, it's it's our typical sort of signing, isn't it? A guy who's been struggled to perhaps live up to his his draft billing, Um, maybe hasn't been deployed in the best way. I think we all know about the the issues at the Raiders and uh, uh, John Garudan used to drive his clown car around the city and and pick up random (laughs) players. Uh, So I think he's he's the typical signing. He's the guy who's going to come in and and we're going to make him a better player. Uh, Whether we keep him for however long, one, one, two years, uh, we'll get some some good service and I think we'll get some productivity out of him. Um, and then and then probably move him on and replace him with the next guy in this this sort of production line we seem to have this rehab center uh for defensive ends who've uh, and defensive tackles who've not quite lived up to their to their billing so good signing i think we'll we'll see how that pans out but i'm sure an off season uh working with our coaching team uh, and the and the quality of the players around him is only going to benefit him uh individually uh, as as a Ooh, go on, I have a question about about him because I, I I think we all kind of wanted to talk about him. What do you guys what do you think that means for Javon Killer? Do you think uh, do you think there's doom for him? Do you think the team thinks that's it? Because we we did sign basically two starting almost starting interior linemen. Um, I, I think given the fact that he, he doesn't see the field too often, I, yeah, I'd be gobsmacked if we take up his fifth year option. I don't think that's mm. happening. Um, unless he has some sort of stellar season coming up, that's it. I think he is gone. Um, at Wait, end... so but no, his his fifth year needs to be decided before the fifth of May or somehow first of May this year because he's on his fourth year, right? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll pick it up either now or no. So we can't really wait on see if he's has a good season. Um, no, I agree. I no, so, we'll so, sorry. So I, I don't mean he needs to have a good season for us to pick up his fifth year. I, I don't right. think we will pick up his fifth year. Right, and okay. then if yeah. he doesn't have a stellar season, there's no way we're going to offer him a new Anybody, contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the risk, isn't it? Because if you don't pick it and he has a good season, it'll cost us more money to stay. Um, 
or then in that case we probably it probably won't stay it'll yeah. probably just go but yeah Paul, what do you think Kinlo? Well, it could be a good problem to have. Look at our good friends at the Giants. Didn't pick up Daniel Jones's fifth-year option and then threw a ton of money at him. Um, it's been interesting to see Kinlaw put his workout videos online and he's clearly trying to show his worth to the team. I wouldn't be surprised, Najee, if we trade him, you know, swap for someone else before the trade deadline. I think the writing's on the wall. He hasn't lived up to the billing. I don't <clears> think <throat> he's been on the field enough. And it's a shame because we all had high hopes for Kinlaw. Um I'd love to be sat here this time next year saying, oh my God, why didn't we pick up the fifth-year option? He's had a stellar season. But as it stands today, Najee, I don't think the team have made the wrong decision. And unfortunately, I think the knee issues he had coming out of college, which we knew about, but we took a gamble. And that's what happens in the draft sometimes. You you take these picks. It doesn't sometimes pan out, but a few people get hung up on it. But it's a shame. But I I, I agree. I don't think we're going to pick up his option. I don't think we'll regret it, to be honest. No, I'm, I certainly think that fifth-year option is there to be earned, and I don't think he's he's earned it, um, and partly due to due to injury, but uh, you know, partly due to to the performances haven't been at the level we would expect of a of a top end of the draft first round pick. Uh, so uh, shame, but hopefully that might light a bit more of a fire under him. Uh, I don't Maybe. think uh, attitude has been his problem. It seems to be particularly the knees or the knee in particular, um, has held him back. Hopefully, if he comes back with a clean knee, can put in a good season, good players around him, there's uh, there's still hope for him. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out. I was going to say, uh, Zaya Oliver was a, uh, a signing that caught my eye. Didn't necessarily see it as a huge position of need, but I think we've got a player for uh, £3.5 million. Uh, a year um, seems to be a bit of an under the radar signing. Um, it seems to be a guy potentially we we targeted. Uh, it wasn't in that first flurry of free, free agency, but I think we nabbed him before he'd go to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting signing because I, essentially it was Dow Sammy Womack, and no offense to to our boy Sammy, putting you know a starting position, an equal starting position at that on the fifth round player that while he's played really well, hasn't really shown that much. Um, and, you know, the the sophomore decline is, is always something you see in the NFL a second year. So having a little bit of insurance and now injuries are a thing. <laughs> I'm not going to teach you that, guys. <laughs> We've been there. Uh, I think having too deep at that position is pretty important. And if you can create competition and make one of them better, then I'm all for it. Uh, I do hope Sammy Womack steps up and, takes the job off him but uh, yeah no it's a good little signing I think just again you need more than 11 on defense to to finish a season so yeah it's not a, it's never bad to get bodies and more and more bodies in that so yeah yeah so I, I thought it was brought in purely to replace Manuel Mosley not, not necessarily as the starter but to, to add that quality depth again um, yep. as, as far as the sophomore drop-off is concerned Diomedal and all had the opposite of that um, he, he's had a very similar career path to Sammy Womack. He played well the first two or three games of his first season. Then he went missing. And then, and then he came back the second season and he, he's played lights out. Sammy Womack could be sure. exactly the same in that nickel sure. slot position if they do go down that route. Um, but obviously, Sammy's quite versatile as well. And, and he's one of our best, better special teams players. So I, I think it's a good sign. I think uh, when you look at our defensive back unit now, 
I think we're all quite comfortable at what we have. And I think the way that gets better is to have more pressure on the on the defensive line, which is what we did with the very first sign of free agency. So I, I think there's a couple of factors there that mean we're going to have a very decent secondary coming up this next season. I agree yeah, with you. Absolutely. It wasn't a flashy sign. And before we move on, chaps, I think sometimes as fans, we get hung up on this. We need all pros at every position. And it's not Madden. We're not the Rams. And I think well, as soon as Najee started talking, I looked at Leaks. I thought, this is Warmack's position we're talking about. And I could see yeah. those eyes narrowing <laughs> in. But I'm going to repeat myself again, yeah. Lee. I think what Oliver was targeted for, Gareth, was his ability to stop the run and his potential and his experience. And remember, he got that pick against Jimmy for the Falcons at the meet-up. And like you said, it's a solid sign. It's not one of those free agency signings that other teams are bragging about. But I think... He is possibly there to push Warmack Lee and if his experience sees out. But I think Warmack needs a big year this year. But equally, we, we've said it before, you need depth in the NFL. So for me, it was a good sign. And, and I thought it was underrated, Gareth. So I was quite pleased. I went away, watched some of the tape because I didn't know too much about him. Obviously, the Falcons looked like world beaters against us. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to come in and do well. So I was quite pleased yeah. we picked him up, to be fair. I think... Uh... Something common, perhaps, between pretty much all the signings. I think Javon Hargrave has obviously been signed as a starter. I think Sam Darnold has clearly been signed as a backup. But I think all the other guys are in the mix to potentially win a starting job or, at worst, be solid piece of depth. So we, there seems to be a, the thread. We're going for that middle, maybe upper middling sort of quality of, of player where we think the coaches are looking at them and thinking, okay, I can I can work with this player. There's something there. I can bring them here and I can make them better than what we've seen. Uh, and any of these guys, I could potentially see winning a starting jobs, maybe not at the beginning of the season, but certainly uh, partway through the season. Uh, and at worst, we've got some guys who, who are just going to fill out the roster. Uh, speaking of which, we should probably go a quick run through uh, the players that we have, have left, players that have signed elsewhere, or some players it doesn't look like we're going to re-sign. Uh, there's quite a list this year. I think we knew there will be a big yeah. turnover, but, but when you look at it, uh, we have lost uh, Mike McGlinchey, uh, signed with the Broncos. Uh, Robbie Gold doesn't appear to be coming back, not signed anywhere as yet, but probably yeah. looks uh, looks to have kicked his last uh, uh, extra point for the, for the Niners. Uh, Jimmy G., Anyone remember him? Uh, Samson Ebukan, Charles Menehu, uh, Jimmy Ward, Naji, wipe away those tears. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Daniel Brunskill, Aziz Alshire, Hassan Ridgeway, Jordan Willis and Tavarius Moore have all signed with other teams um, and all signed, I think, probably at a level where we understand why we, we, we had to let them walk. Uh, we knew we'd be losing these players. Anyone particularly going to miss? Anyone you think we're going to really struggle to replace? Yeah, I think Brunskill is really a big loss. Just purely because of the versatility uh, that he brought. We could have plugged him right right tackle, right guard and centre. And I think he would have done a decent job. And he has played for us there um, when we needed it. And um, it's very hard finding players that are versatile. He's not the best online in the league by, by any stretch. But having somebody competent that can play all three positions is... Uh, is really good in, in case you have a big injury and you need to fill up. Um, 
and he's he's played really well for us and he's been with us for quite some time now so it's a bit of a shame to see him go um good on him he got a nice little contract and uh i mean he went to a team that is going to be very bad this year so good luck to him but um yeah it's you know it's one of the, it's the business isn't it if you're going to get more money and we can't really afford that because uh we, we've got a contract to sign another player to to get i think it's going to be a yeah it bit of a shame we couldn't keep him around um but good luck to him yeah so I don't, I don't think i can actually miss? identify a, a player who i think will struggle to replace or, or will miss um, I, I hear what Najee's saying about Punskill. He, he did do well, but then again, he did have some games where he, he absolutely stung up the place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think the moves we've made in the draft over the last few years, like to bring in Jalen Moore, um, Aaron, Aaron Banks, Colton McKivitz, um, Nick Zirkel, I, I think we've got the players there who are ready to slot in. And it's just a case of we've, we've been waiting for the time to see those players play consistently. We we had veterans who who knew the um, who knew the playbook, who had the chemistry on the line, which is why they were playing. I think once some of these other guys start to play regular, they they will be as good, if not better, than what Brunskill was. So I'm not particularly worried. I'm excited to see what we're going to do in the draft now, because when I look at what we've done in free agency, it's now got a similar pattern to what. The Patriots have done over the years, and I think we've said this there uh, for the last two seasons. Actually, John Lynch is now starting to build a team the same way the Patriots do it, where we get the players that we need in free agency that that for the positions that we desperately need. So when it gets to the draft, we can just go best player available, or if we think well, maybe it's one of the position groups is a little bit weak, let's target that position group first, but then just go best player available. Even if that player's a quarterback, let's take a quarterback because he's the best player available. Yeah. So it's exciting times. Can't can't wait to see what we're going to do with these picks. So many oh. picks. Well, I'm smiling, Gareth, because unlike you chaps, I haven't had much of a break. I'm well known for jumping on a pod, jumping on a show. And I went on with Mark Adams recently, and his question was, which player did I think we would lose the most? And I had a look through. And like Lee, I'm loving the positivity from Lee because before Lee's break, it was a little bit doom and gloom, if you remember, about who we were losing. Now, I think Ridgeway could be a big one, Gareth. I think he was underrated last year. That he was possibly one of our better players. We're well known for rotating those pieces. So I don't think he's irreplaceable. And I'm not going to say that, Lee, but I'm thinking he's going to be a big miss in terms of his production. However, like you've said, the 49ers don't overpay. Remember that last year, Tomlinson, we wanted to keep him. The Jets overpaid, and I don't think he's had a great season. And like you said, Lee, Lynch is building that team. He's building this roster. And like me and Nick have been saying on the Tuesday show for the last few weeks, exciting times for 49ers. Buckle up for the draft. Like you said, Lee, best position available is what we're going to do. And I'm quite excited. But to answer your question, Gareth, I think Ridgeway is going to be a player we may miss. And hopefully I'm proven wrong. See, now, I, I was actually going to go down that route, Paul, and say either Ridgeway or Jordan Willis. But then you look at who we brought in. We brought in Hargrave. We brought in Kalia Davis last year. Yeah. He, he's effectively redshirted his first year. So we, we've got a rookie defensive uh, tackle there. So yeah, and we, Brian, got... Brian, Austin Brian might be an amazing player as well. Exactly. He's very good in 21. So, you know. Um... 
Like I said, yeah. I want to be proven wrong, smile on my face, <laughs> bit of a difference of opinion, but equally, first show of the new season, so it's always good to have these conversations, chaps. I mean, there's a not perhaps so much that we'll miss them because we we're well covered, uh, but certainly I think it's a, a shame to see Emmanuel Mosley go. Um, good to see he's been picked up and and got a payday. You know, he was a starter. He would have been starter yeah. all through the season if he hadn't sure. had that injury. Um, and perhaps he may have well played himself into a bigger contract. Uh, and I'm also it's sad to see Al Shire go. Uh, didn't have much last season because obviously Greenlaw was so good. But if you know, touch wood, uh, as long as we don't lose Warner or uh, Greenlaw, um, it was always nice thinking you could bring Al Shire on if any of those guys need to sit out for a few games. Uh, and I think he's he's gone to Tennessee for five million, and I think they've got an absolute bargain. Uh, personally, I think he's worth fairly close to twice that. I think he's probably worth eight or nine, uh, given given from what I'd, I'd seen of him. So, so those are guys uh, that I think I'm going to. I, I'm perhaps personally going to miss more maybe than the than the team will uh, in terms of the players we've got. But those those were the couple of guys I was uh, I was sad to see go. It would be a miss not to mention Gold. Obviously, he's mm. been absolutely incredible for the time he was with us. And um, I mean, it doesn't mean he's not going to come back. The fact that we picked up Gonzalez, um, it looks unlikely, um, but um, he, he has been clinical and. Uh, we all remember when he was injured and we had to get somebody else what it did to us. Um, and, and we might be entering, that might be the only position where we're really not quite sure, uh, especially that Zane Gonzalez didn't play last year because he was injured. So, it, you know, kicker is one of those where, ooh, not sure, in the draft maybe, eh? I didn't <laughs> we'll mention see. Robbie but... because Gonzalez's contract's not guaranteed. Imagine, I think, Robbie yeah, wants too much what, yeah. money. And you're right, I think it's one of yeah. those, I don't think Gonzalez is definitely the man. Um, Jake Moody exactly, is being yeah. well talked about on, on the draft boards. And if you look around the league, not many teams need a kicker. So he might yeah. fall to us. But Gonzalez is a strange one when you look at, like you say, he was injured last year. Um, so... I've still got hopes that we resign Gold. Uh, you know, he's probably yeah. to waiting, waiting and waiting. And we don't need to sign him until August. It's not like he needs to... Uh be physically prepared, is it? Um, so kickers are people, uh, Maggie. No kicker hair on this show. No, no, I'm not saying, but you know, it's it's, it's definitely not Nick Bosa or, or in terms of physical ability and preparation uh, or any of our QBs. But um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we resign him, you know, in OTAs or after that. So when we've seen what Zane Gonzalez can do, hopefully. Maybe he stinks the place and we just give Robbie a bit more money and, and then he'll just come and do one more season for us. I think it's, it's, once again, it's good that we can go into the draft without any gaping holes in the roster, even at yeah. kicker. There's someone in the building, yeah. you've, you've got something at least. I think it, it just puts you in a lot better position than suddenly having a desperate need and, and be scrabbling around or possibly missing out that player. Or overdrafting them and thinking we need that kicker, and suddenly it's it's too high of a draft pick that we've uh, we've spent on a guy who probably may not be worth it. We have uh, re-signed a few familiar faces. Jake Brendel, I think that was that was early on, um, and a few good. of the depth pieces: yeah. uh, Demetrius Flanagan, Fowles, Ross Dwelly, yeah. T.Y. McGill. Good to see him back. Um, I think yeah. there's a few more. That was all I picked up off the uh, off the list, but I think we may well have re-signed uh... a few. 
Given, yeah, Givens, Mike Kivitz, uh, ta yeah. Table Pepper, obviously, very early on, and uh, Jaron Jennings, um, we sent on, on a one-year deal. Happy to see these guys back. Yeah, yes. very. Yeah, Brendel, Jennings, very happy to see those guys back. Core pieces, especially, you know, Jennings, Brendel, I think, uh, starters and part, part of the, the party on there, so hmm. we want them to, uh, to, to be there again when we have another crack at it. Um, no, very good, very good resigning. Not overpaying, I think, you know. Uh, all those players kind of know that they're probably best with us. They, they might get a one-year deal somewhere else, but if you want to go and sign with the Titans, no offense, I'll show you, but again, I think that season is void almost because the Titans are going to stink and, and then you just disappear into the, the abyss of the forgotten players, you know. Um, it's good to be on a good team that wins. At least you're, you're on TV more often and mm. you're seen more often. So it's one of those. Then uh, again, uh, being a, a top player on a team that stinks can make you look even better, maybe. so. That's true. That's true. But losing isn't fun. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think any of those players want to lose at all. So, yeah. Kind of surprised we re-signed Brendel because he had quite a good season, Gareth. And I think, mm. like you said, Nagy, he could have got paid more elsewhere. And yeah, I think so. The fact that um, he's wasn't he offered more money? Yeah, he was offered more money and he's decided to come back to us, which for a second season, you know, centre is underrated. Um, yeah. And the fact that he's only 31 for a centre isn't particularly old. And I think the hope is that he can still improve. So but I, I'm yeah. not sure who offered him more money. Someone better educated than Jets, might know. I think. Other than yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I always just think the Jets. So, thirty-one is really young for O-line. They, they tend to get much, much better at around that age. Um, the the progression is really slow at first, and then they kind of get really good around thirty, thirty-two. So, good time to keep him, I think. Mm. So, since it's the Niners and it's the off season, we probably need to talk about quarterbacks. Sam Donald's been added. Yeah. Purdy is a month into his recovery. And Trey Lance is throwing a ball around with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's uh, yeah. that quiet time. Um, and I keep hearing little bits of rumbling about, oh, we're trying to make a quarterback controversy, where certainly for me, I think it's really pretty clear cut. How are you guys uh, looking at it? We've got three potentially very talented players, or two and Sam Darnold, but I've been a bit harsh on him there, <laughs> but maybe not very talented. Um, how do you think it's going to go? Paul, kick us off. Well, you clearly haven't been on Twitter, Gareth. That's all I'm going to say because everything <laughs> Trey Lance does is micromanaged. It's span. Yeah. You know, talk about him, like you said, training with Mahomes. Yeah, there was course. a couple of even his haircut throws. Yeah, <laughs> haircut. Um, I mean, there was a lot of controversy, Gareth, about Lynch and Shanahan saying that Donald would get reps in OTAs, and there was this big uproar. Does that mean a fifty-fifty split? And it was like, listen to what they're saying. It, an 80-20 split. Of course, Donald's going to get reps at OTAs. They haven't brought him in not to get any. And I don't think there's a controversy at the moment. I think the Niners are a fan base and a team. We're plugged into our team. We're all on social media. We're constantly looking for the updates. I don't think any other team in the NFL is plugged in like we are. And you look at all the content creators and they're doing shows about it. So for me, I still think it's Trey Lance QB1, Donald QB2, purely because Purdy's injured. And then I think Purdy oh, will go on the pup list for yeah. for first four weeks. Trail ball out. Brock will come back and take over. We'll go 17 and normal with the Super Bowl. There you go. What's this the pessimism here? You don't believe in Brock. How dare you? 
No, I've just said he's going to come back. He's going to come back. Nah, he'll start. He'll start week one and win. Yeah, I think he'll as well. I think he's on the list first four weeks. No, I don't think so. I think he'll win twenty games, Nadji. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. We'll be getting the brass out. I think I think Brock will be back mid July and he'll be ready because yeah, the surgery went really really well and um, he's already a month into it. He's already working out. He's already doing things and yeah. For people that have pulled their hair because we signed Sam Darnold, I have one question for you: Is do you rather have Sam Darnold in the NFC Championship last year or Josh Johnson? It's mm. it's a very easy question to answer. Um, and I think, you know, John and Kyle do not want to be in that position ever again. And I think hey, Kyle was always trying to keep three QBs on a roster back in the day. And I think the post-COVID, it was a lot harder to do because of world change and adding an extra player and O-line and all that to the 53 um, made that it was kind of difficult to do. But I, we're going to roll with three purely because... I think the track record says, you know, mm. you lose one QB, then you still have two. And that means your, you know, even your scout rep still have a decent value to them. They're not just scout rep with a, a coach throwing the ball for no reason. Because um, it's really important to have two guys that compete all the time and push other people and that your defense can go against a good QB because that makes them better. Um, so I have no problem having Sam Darnold in. And if it turns out that Brock isn't ready and Trey injures himself again, uh, God forbid. Uh, at least, I believe Sam can can play well in this system. We know he's QB friendly, and he's a first round pick. You know, uh, f- you know, he went number two overall. There's reasons for that. He's probably not as good as he should have been, but he, can he run this offense? I uh, absolutely believe so. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm, and it's going to be an amazing camp battle to see those three guys playing. And because Sam Donald's going to go at it, because he might, you know try and get number two or number one. You never know. So it's going to make all three of them better, and I can't wait. And I'm happy to see Lance training with one of the best QB I've ever seen play. What's bad about that? It's great. I think um, people panic, Nadji, because yeah. we picked Darnold up quite early in free agency. Shanahan's yeah, cheap, on right? record for saying he's liked him. And with the 49ers, yeah. and it's a quarterback position. Yeah, yeah, um, of course, of course. Like you said, I'm happy to see Trailhands uh, trading with Mahomes. I didn't yeah, digest amazing. the video as much as others others did, Gareth. But there's a, a throw of Trey, and I've seen every slow motion oh, angle. Beautiful. I've seen every photograph. I've seen the dynamics. But uh, Ty Alston, who was a good friend of the show, um, he put a, a, a parody out of Trey Lance sat down drinking some water, and he said, "If you look at how he was sat last year, his hip movements <laughs> better." And it was it was hilarious. It just made me laugh because <laughs> you could overanalyze it. At the end of the day, yeah. where March, April, the fact that we're putting our roster together. But I think people panic, Nadji, because Darnold was signed in quite early and non-49ers fans are using it as a stick to beat us. But I'm just smiling. And like you said, Nadji, we'll see you smiling when we've got that brasso out, as Lee said. And whichever one of the four, five, six, seven QBs we have, I don't care at this point. I just want us to win. Yeah. Go on, Lee, what do you think? QBs. Well, was, You're with me on Brock, so, right? So can, be, oh, yeah, yeah I'm with you on Brock, right? but I think Paul, yeah. Paul's just made a very good point, which I was just going to bring up there. We're going to have the best quarterback room in the whole NFL. We're going to yeah. have Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins, yeah. And, 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 Lamar. <laughs> and Lamar. And Lamar, Jets. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lamar we, we're going to be absolutely stacked at the quarterback position. 
it's going to be ridiculous. I, I, I think you're right, uh, Nadji. I think we all know it, it's Brock's position to lose because he played so well at the end well, of last season. Right. Yeah, and I think Trey will get a chance, but I think that chance will be in camp. He's going to have to show some sort of progression. Um, I, I still think Trey Lance can be an absolutely phenomenal player. It's I think just like he needs the reps, and I don't think mm. he'll be able to get them for us. As, as no. long as Brock Purdy's in, uh, fit, healthy, I don't think he'll get the reps for us. And I yeah, don't think true. he can do enough in practice to unseat Brock Purdy. Mm. So that's the only concern. And a kind of because of that, and I'm sure both John and Kyle are thinking along the same lines, if, if they're not going to be able to give him the opportunity and somebody does come in before the draft and chucks a couple of second rounders at us because to be honest I, I don't think we'll get a first round for him anymore no I don't think so either but I don't I don't see why they would um, no because if, at the moment we've got nothing to lose by keeping them but exactly if we if we if we go back a year in the past and we we see the how we handled the Jimmy G situation with the trade arms arriving yeah um, we could have dealt him we could have released him we could have probably traded him i'm sure we had offers there's no way we didn't have offers for him right and um the fact that we kept him and the fact that we got proven right by keeping him and he started playing well and and they didn't cost us anything and he kept our season on tracks and allowed us to get to the nfc championship i don't see why we would do not that again but obviously now the situation yeah. is Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Keep him. And I'm sure Carol is, because he was so excited about running plays for him. There is a world where they both have reps during a game. And sometimes you're the Trey Lance package and the defense doesn't know what the hell's going on because they haven't prepared for that. And there's not enough tape about it. And it's really hard to defend. And then you become this team that just can throw anything at you. It's the clinical Brock Purdy or the super athletic, uh, train ants all of a sudden and you just don't know what to do so it wouldn't surprise me if they both play so, some part with Brock starting you know so and, this is but why be, not give you the option yeah this is going to be a bit controversial but do you think because because Brock Purdy and Trey Lance's skill sets are more closely aligned than what Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance's skill sets were he will potentially go back to using two quarterback sets during the games yeah, I, I don't see why not. Because I, he, he won't have to expand the playbook as much as what he had to for Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo because yeah. Brock Purdy can scramble, uh, and that's yeah. what the Eagles were worried about. Jimmy couldn't. He, he, he could move around a little bit. He, he could gain the yards, but ever since he had his knee injury, he was nowhere near as mobile. You could just see it. It, it wasn't just the fact that he wasn't near, anywhere near as mobile. The confidence was shot. He, it was all gone. He didn't want to get injured again. Whereas Brock showed no fear whatsoever. Trey Lance has the legs to do exactly the same thing. Potentially, it could be the one playbook that either one of those quarterbacks can operate under. And because of the way that Trey Lance runs and, and the speed opposed to Brock Purdy, they could just use one one type of play for Trey, another for Brock. But either one of them could run it. And yep. keep the defense guessing what they're yeah, trying yeah. to do. Absolutely, I could see that happening. It's it, you have the option, even just the fact that he's on your roster. Maybe some defense will have to, you know, oh, just in case we need to spend a bit of time, which means you don't spend time doing something else. Um, I think it's all mind games. It's all good, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you, if you put Trey Lance under center, if, if you're going through a game, Brock Purdy's starting, um, I don't know, midway through the second quarter, you bring Brock Purdy off, you put Trey Lance on. If you're a defensive coordinator, what's the first thing you would think of? Because the oh, first right. thing I would then... think of, see, that's not what I would think of. The first thing I would think of is, is a deep ball because Trey Lance definitely has a better arm has, yeah, than Brock yeah, Purdy. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that. So, some of the deep balls we've seen him throw have been absolutely beautiful. It, it, yeah, it's true. been like football porn watch, watching these deep balls. And to me, that's the first thing that I, I would think of. This is going to be a deep ball. And if you couple that, bring in Trey Lance from the centre and stick in uh, Ray Ray McLeod or Danny Gray out wide. Yeah, you got speed back. Then, then, yeah. yeah, exactly. You've got somebody fast on the outside. You've got Trey Lance who can throw 70, 80 yards without breaking a sweat. Is that what they're going for? Because then you've got your safeties backing off to try and, try and protect against that. And then you just run the play anyway and you run down the middle with Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. It, so I think if I was defensive coordinator, I'd see Trey Lance. I think run first, and then, but then he just bombs it behind you. Yeah, I, that's that's the beauty of having him, and I think that's what makes him such an interesting prospect. And I just kind of want to see him play because we we haven't had the chance really yeah. to see mm. him blossom as a player, and it, it did cost us three round, three first round. So you know, it would be nice if. If he's good, <laughs> even if he plays a little bit, and then somebody gives us big something for him, then at least we'd feel good about the, the decision we made. But yeah. see, I'm smiling, Nadji. Be sorry, Gareth, but Lee snuck in a little throw about Brock Purdy in the preview show, and everyone was like, "Brock Purdy throwing the Super Bowl winning touchdown." First episode in the new season, Lee's already started the QB controversy games. that we're going to be going two package QBs. We're going viral, chaps, because once the content creators get hold of this, they're going to be two QBs. <laughs> My God, we're what back. are you chaps talking about? We're back, baby. <laughs> I, I, I could see Shanahan coming up with some specific scripted plays for two QBs in the red zone. Yeah. I think what he said last year after the kind of swapping in and out of Jimmy and Trey, he said it threw his rhythm all the way off. I think he's learned from that. I don't think we're going to see that at all. I think, but I think we could see the odd red zone sort of semi trick play, that sort of thing. Something where we we need something different. Um, I could see something like that. Uh, I still think that's quite difficult for a quarterback to come in cold, do one play, and then come out of the game again for for another another two true. quarters. Uh, Very true. While I. There's a, there's a big part of me that thinks we shouldn't rush Brock back. I think we know he can clearly he run the offense. He kind of doesn't. He's almost like a veteran. He kind of doesn't necessarily need that off season. Um, I don't know that he'll he'll see a lot of action uh, in the preseason games. Uh, and I think they still there's there's still a case to be a little bit cautious about bringing him in when he's fully match fit. And the plus side yeah. of that is, is personally, if if that's how it works out, I would love to see Trey get three or four games at the beginning of the season, because Purdy has set a standard, and we we still don't know what Trey is or what he can do, and no one else around the league kind of knows what he's worth. If we're talking about trading for him, I, I'd love to see him get three or four games, and he knows he's either got to exceed Brock, and we're saying Purdy who Trey's the man, or he knows that Purdy is is going to slot in and, and the team is going to carry on uh, and reach a certain standard. So there's there's no way to to put Brock's injury as a positive light, but I, I hope that we could get something out of it. And what I hope to get out of it is that we do get a chance to see 
Trey because he's he's just still that unknown quality. Uh, and it sounds harsh, but the, it's only 17 games. He gets three, four at the beginning. If he can't reach the Purdy standard after three or four games, then it's Purdy's team. And and I think that would finally settle it. That you you at the moment we can't really settle it because we still don't know what Trey could potentially do with a run of games because we just haven't seen it. So part of me thinks give him that at the beginning of the season because even if he does badly, the season's not over by week four. Um, and maybe that's as as Paul said, keep Brock. Make sure we we don't have to rush him. We don't want to set him back at all. Uh, he's he's not going to get those preseason games. He's going to have a little bit of rust. The best way to deal with that, I think, is is have Trey and and, and maybe Donald uh, in those first few games. Um, you know, if Trey absolutely stinks, there's Donald. Maybe if Trey's got games won by the third quarter, we get to see a quarter of Donald. Uh, just quickly on Donald, I I think that's 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 a good signing. I think obviously what he's produced on the pitch kind of speaks for itself, the struggles he's had. But remember, he played for like Adam Gase at the Jets at yeah. 21 as a rookie. It's not a great place yeah. to be starting. But the couple, the couple of things that struck me about Darnold is for all of the flack that he's had, for all of the grief and all of the poor teams, he's the quarterback. He shouldered it. I've never heard him call out his players or coaches for not supporting Sorry. him. And let's face it, at the Jets, he had a pretty terrible team around him. There's there's a mental strength and a resilience that I think he's shown for a young guy early in his career who's taken a lot of bad flack. Uh, and some of it's been deserved. The performances haven't been there. But I think there's an attitude and character there that with a better team around him, with McCaffrey, uh, Trent Williams watching his back, Ayuk running deep, Debo running across the middle, that's not a situation we've seen Darnold with before. So I don't know where he goes from our team, uh, really, but there is potentially a longer-term backup job behind somebody uh, available yeah. there. So I think I think that's He's a good on. signing. And I think people forget that there's actually, we take for granted some things about uh, what quarterbacks do, and it's all about producing on the, on the field, which it is. But there's a lot of other stuff. There's the locker room, there's the attitude, um, and there's there's your character and your resilience. And I think Donald has shown that he's pretty good at all of those. So I think there's yeah. something he's, definitely He's only 25. There. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. It's always been in the league five years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All, should we move, all good points. move on to the draft? Uh, while we have no picks in the first two rounds, the front office are certainly milking the compensation formula, uh, giving the Niners <laughs> a total of 11 picks, including three well-deserved at the end of the third round for the uh, minority hires. Uh, which Niners have done well and great to see those uh, uh, good coaches and front office staff go and get the, uh, the money and the kudos uh, with other teams. I think we'll, uh, we'll cover the draft, I think, in a lot more detail on probably the next show. Uh, Lee's touched on it, but I was just going to talk about how we might approach the draft with this many picks. Is it just going to be a complete restock on best available? Or do you think we're going to move around the board a bit? Um. Well, I think we'll go D-line first, because <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite simple, really. Um, but no, I think, just as Lee said, I think we're in such a position that we can we can leverage whatever we want. Um, we might have fallen in love with some of the players during the, the combine and the, the whole draft process. I mean, we will just target those and use some of the other picks that we have, because 11 is quite a lot, um, to make sure that we do get those guys that have the right attitude, because I think that's actually 
pretty important and maybe even more important than their ability because I, I think the Niners believe in their coaching staff and the, and the, the scheme and, and all that more than than anything else. So, you know, getting guys like Jalen Jennings and when we draft them, we're like, who's this guy and what we drafted him? And then it turns out, you know, he fits the scheme really well and fits the culture really well. And I think maybe we'll go for that. Uh, it's really hard to say unless we know exactly what their ball looks like. But best available is always a, it's always the best, isn't it? You just sit down, right? yeah, we got this guy because he's the best on our board and we don't have to worry about it. We don't need to trade. We don't need to do anything. And we're also in a position to be listening to trades because, you know, we've, we do have quite a lot of those third round at the end and maybe somebody wants to jump back into the third and get somebody that they really want and we get, maybe we can get players from their roster or offload some of the stuff. So yeah, we're in such a good position. This is perfect draft. It must be quite relaxed in a war room, as they call it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. Now, <laughs> to turn this off, what are we going to do? I have no idea. I'm, I would. I wish I was a scout and a fly in the wall on the, in there and listen, but I have no idea where we're going to go. We'll see. Am I okay making a bold prediction? Yeah, go of for course. it. That's what first, we do, right? First, first of the season. <laughs> I mean, the, the, well, you said one, 20 and 0 already, so that's yeah. second. The, yeah, this, yeah, this, this, this is, is quite ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is quite ballsy. So for everything I've always said about what John Lynch is doing and basically what he he's told us what he's doing, and it's just in case you listen to him and then you know what he's doing. Yeah. Looking at next year's free agents, I think the first three picks could potentially be defensive line, linebacker, tight end. Yeah, it's possible. Based on what next year's free agents are going to be. Is George Kittle free agent next year? No, not George Kittle, but the, oh, okay. the other tight ends on the uh, roster are. Right. Um, we've got two of our linebackers both going. And I think we, I think that is one area where we could be short this year. You I guys have... forgot my Crary Ball. Mm-hmm. You, no, you remember so, preseason? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I didn't forget him. Right. I didn't forget him because... Uh, Nick Ludlum met him over in um, Santa Clara. Oh, so I, yeah, yeah. Nice. So I know we had him. Um, but yeah, I'm I mean, looking forward to him. I think he's, next he's season. Russia, next mm. season, I think potentially we'll only go into the off season with three currently with three linebackers on the roster. So yeah. I, I think uh, linebacker will be a priority this year, as well as defensive line and tight end. See, you can tell you've done your homework, old president, because eh, the 49ers have done absolutely with none. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, they've met with every tight end available in the draft. So, Steph Sanchez has got a, a spreadsheet, Nadji, on her Twitter account. And you click on it, and it's every player the Niners have met. And it's quite oh, impressive. Okay. So, obviously, yeah. it, and Nicholas McGee, who's a good friend of the show, he's done a really good article, Lee, on Niners Nation. Um, if you're not following Nicholas on Twitter, that's why I'm following. So, he's a UK-based journalist. His knowledge is second to none. And he's taken the approach, Gareth, of the uh, waiting game, like Lee said, the fact that we've got a glaring hole. And the great thing with a draft is when the dominoes fall, like we've seen Nadji sort of a team jumps up or if there's a player on your board. And I think we're going into this draft kind of with that mentality that we'll just see what happens. We have our board. And the Niners have been known. I mean, they're not as bold as Belichick taking that lineman in the first round last year just because he liked him and he didn't care where he took him. But equally, some people do get hung up on the draft position. But hmm. personally, for me, I've struggled to get into the draft this year because I know we're not picking at the moment until the third round. Yes, no. And yeah. PFF are charging for the mock drafts. So Tracy was like, That's... you can 
get off that site now, Paul. Let Lee do all them. Um, Thanks, PFF. Do you want to sponsor the show? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, yeah. it's, I think you're right, Lee, to look ahead. And the Niners have always shown that's what we do. We, we kind of always have an eye on next year. And I'm excited. This time last year, Gareth, all four of us said, oh, we haven't got any glaring holes. We won't use all our picks. We used all our picks and yeah. we took about 20 <laughs> undrafted free agents. So the Niners just, who knows at this point of the season, mate. Mm. I think I, I can see us perhaps moving up maybe for a player. I can see if there's somebody potentially, even a guy we maybe have had pegged as a, as a late first round pick and he kind of falls towards the middle of the second. I could see that being a, a bit of a temptation if if the team feels that that he's going to be a real game changer. Uh, I think you know we've got our big playmakers. We don't need to to hit an absolute home run on a on a player. Mixing my metaphors, my sporting metaphors there. But uh, I I also think, particularly in the later rounds, we've got the luxury that we can pick some guys that may well be high ceiling, low floor, and if they don't work out. It doesn't matter. We've got plenty of compensation picks, but if they do work out, wow, you know, that kind of player. So I could see us going for that. I wouldn't be surprised if it depends how, how Danny Gray uh, is, is going on into his second year, but I, I could see us picking a wide receiver in the third round. That's yeah, my, that's my prediction. I could see yeah, that maybe, it, it's, maybe it's going to be Michael guy. Wilson from Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Mingo could be one I think might surprise you, Lee. I know you want the boy from uh, Stanford, but no, it's it's a good point because obviously Debo's resigned. We do need to resign. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to get a new contract. There's no way, but I think it's going to get increasingly more difficult to keep Jalen Jennings around, and and mm. he's not going to keep signing yeah. his one year deal. I think yeah. at some point he's going to want a a bigger contract, mm. a bigger longer contract, which I've, it can't be. Um, whatever his touches was this year, uh, essential right. He was right, a, ex- free yeah, exclusive. He exclusive was exclusive right. this year. So next year, I think e- you, you drop the level, so don't you? So Yeah, so it'll be fully um, unrestricted free agent next year. So he's probably going to shop around, isn't it? Um, so yeah, yeah. We There's plenty of position that mm. we, we could add. Linebacker is one, definitely. Although we don't need that many. Um, and then D-line, because that's what we do. Uh, and then... You know, safety, I think, is something we, we, we need to target because Tashan Gibson signed one year. He's probably going to retire after this one. Uh, so we need to replace that as well. Um, so, it, you know, all these positions, are, um, we can look into the future. Mm-hmm. It's so good. We can get these guys now. Or we might even have them on a roster. Um, what's that guy from Penn State that we drafted last year? I can't remember his name now. He might play safety next year. Um, it was a corner from Penn State. What is his name? I was in the sixth round, the fifth round. Castro anyway, Fields? That's the one, Castro Fields. Is he still oh, on the team? Ma- I thought he'd gone. So. I thought he'd gone as well, yeah. Mm. Okay. See, I'm not sure. I, I don't think he made the roster cut at the end he's of a, the year. Oh, did he not? Yeah. And, unless maybe. unless he's on the on the practice squad. On practice squad, yeah. That's uh, what I mean. These kind of guys that we, we see the names once and then they, they might stash him and then resurface. In, in a year or two time and they'll be starters are amazing yeah it's 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 good i think this is where you want to be you don't want to be picking one or two or three in a draft it's no it's exciting because you're a brand new excellent player but 
where we are, I think is the best best way to go. And we got some people that are going to enjoy their life, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly yeah, we do. Um, so we, we again, once again, uh, the Forty Nine Fifth UK were offered between two and four tickets for the invite to the draft. Um, two were definitely you, confirmed. Um, potentially, we're going to get four. So we we've got um, a couple going out on the twenty uh, sixth of April, I believe. Um, Luke Jones and let me quickly look at Claire's surname. Claire's surname is Blake. Don't need to open up my phone. So Luke Jones and Claire Blake's going out. Um, and potentially also Lisa and Ryan Lawrence, who are based over in Chicago. Um, Lisa lived in the UK for quite some time and has been a member of the group for as, as long as I can remember. Um, so hopefully if Nick can get us those two extra tickets, they'll be the, they'll be at the uh, draft as well. Um, so the good nice. thing about this is, obviously, it, it's the same sort of setup as what me and Najee had last year. It's invite only. You can't buy these tickets. Um, you've got tickets at the side, which cost something ridiculous, like $2,500. Yeah. Um, and they're not as good as the seats that me and Najee had. Um, obviously, we were at the front because it was the turn for the NFC West uh, four yeah. teams to be at the front. So we, we were there. Um, I think these will be further back, but it's still an absolutely cracking view. Um, smack bang in the middle of the stage, and they're going to get a really good uh, time. They're going to have tickets for both days one and two, and I wouldn't be at all surprised at the end of day two if, if Nick comes along and asks them if they want to come back for day three. Um, yep. So it, it should be a good time for them. It, it's a wonderful experience. Um, obviously, they'll be repping, repping the Fortnite of for UK while they're out there. Um, and if uh, Jeff's going out there, I, I'll make sure to let Jeff know, Jeff Reinball, know that these guys are going to be out there and maybe they get uh, interviewed by Jeff. Yeah. And uh, well, Luke and Claire, I don't know if you listen to the show, but if you do, don't hesitate to hit me. Uh, I'm sure Lee's agreed yeah. to. If you have any question about how it goes and what how, how long it is and what, what you can do, tips and, and tricks to enjoy it better. Because obviously we went in a bit blind, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we Especially did. day three was a bit of a slog. <laughs> Wish I'd packed a lunch. Um, but uh, yeah, don't hesitate to hit us, or even just on a group, and then yeah. we'll answer. We'll answer there for everybody to see. I'm I'm happy to share the experience. Amazing experience. I'm good to that. I can't go. I'm gonna be honest, but but far too busy for that. Um, yeah, you're gonna enjoy. It. It's it's amazing, and you're gonna meet other 49ers minded people. That you'll be around and make some connection for life probably and talk to it's going to be amazing and the uh, food's going to be great i'm sure in kansas mm. um yeah um thank you nick again for the opportunity and including the uk to to all of this it's, it's so cool thank you well yeah as you were on holiday lee when you dropped the news sorry gareth we have to get this plug in we advertised it on the live lee now as we were recording nadji i was very impressed that nadji was like if you go in there's some rules you need to adhere to and one of them was Absolutely something to do with awesome. alcohol. Brett Sinclair yeah. immediately ruled himself out, Lee, when he saw Nadji's caveat that you had to be sensible with the alcohol. So, Brett, I know you listen. You're a big fan of the show. Well, I think Nadji was not, joking, but it did make me it's chuckle. Not necessarily, when... I wasn't kind of, I wasn't joking, really. It's just more of a be, buyer beware kind of thing. But you yeah. are you are representing us as a group so if, if you are going to get absolutely wasted at 10 a.m and make a fool of yourself on national television that's not necessarily what we're looking for um exactly. but i mean you know lee and i had a few beers when we were there you can absolutely loosen up and enjoy yourself i'm just saying 
you're representing a lot of people. There's how many people we have in this group? Three thousand, two and a half, three thousand. Three thousand. More than that. Yeah. Three thousand. So you're representing three thousand. It's four of you, two, four of you. Um, just don't be an idiot. You know, that's right. the number to, one rule of everything. Don't be an to idiot. Be, to be fair, let's face it, Naji. They're not going to be able to afford more than a couple of drinks. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Because it was incredibly expensive. It was like thirty dollars for two though. drinks. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be cheaper because we were in because Vegas, it's Kansas instead of Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might be, you oh, know, Brett. different taxes and all that. Brett so, knows we're I, joking. I don't know. It might be more but expensive. To be fair, Nadji, I was impressed that you were kind of stepping up because, like you said, it needed to be said. But I was just joking well, because we all know Brett. We all know he's a character, but it was yeah. just funny lady that yeah, the comment popped up on the live and he was like, sorry, lads, <laughs> I can't go. And I thought it just I'm shows the, the, the community spirit. Um, before yeah. we move on, Gareth, Tracy saw the email from Lee. She saw the date of April the 29th. And she was like, that is Kaylee's 16th birthday. I was like, don't worry. <laughs> I know I'm not going over. So it is good yeah, that we have got to Kansas. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great to see the uh, UK faithful back at the draft. A lucky charm for last year, particularly at the back yeah. end of the yeah. draft. So yeah. fingers yeah, crossed did. for the same. Mm. So while, while the what NFL... Lee... Sorry. Well, I was just saying what happened to Lee might happen to somebody else. You, yeah. you never mm. know. Bang, bang, they might be away. able to uh, draft that, quarter, uh, that uh, tight end. That <laughs> yeah, that kick. Zachy. <laughs> Zachy K. Zach Cooks. <laughs> Pronounced without the end. Yeah, that's right. God, that would be amazing. Uh... So that's a that's a good point to move on. Uh while the NFL <laughs> has finished, the UK leagues are just starting up. Uh, and that includes our very own Nadji New Helmet Karar at the Chester oh, yes. Flincher Romans. Uh, are you ready for yes. the pain, Nadji? Yes, I've yeah, I've broke my finger at practice on uh, on Sunday, so you know, that's that's football for you. Uh, it's fine. I'll play on it. Don't matter. Um, yeah, uh, let's talk about Bafa first before I I show you my little uh, sponsorship. Uh, but yeah, the Romans are starting. We're playing in Birmingham on the twenty third. I think that's our first game against the Lions. I think they call the Lions. I can't remember. Stallions. <laughs> Don't matter. We'll beat them. Um, and uh, yeah, so Bafa starting. Uh, I, I did make a call to get involved in January if you wanted to play. You can still get involved, even though if you don't want to play. Uh, I always reiterate this, but chain crew will always need you know, ball people just to be around the team and help with setting up the field and all that kind of thing. If football is a passion of you and you enjoy it and you want to do it locally for people, obviously not the quite the same level as the NFL. Uh, close, but really? not, not close. Yeah, very close, very close. Um, get involved. Like, go on the Buffer website. You can find you know, where the closest team to you. It might be one right, you know, right around the corner. Um, and go on, if, even if you just go down and watch the game and support your local team, that's, it's fun. It's, you know, super good to watch football, waiting for the season. But yeah, it's starting, I think it started last weekend. So uh, yeah, get involved. This game pretty much every weekend around the country. Uh, this is for contact. And obviously, Paul, you're, you're doing flag. And uh, it's the same, isn't it? Um, it's a little different flag. It's more it's tournaments, isn't it? You, you say it because I have no idea. Well, before I plug flag, Gareth, Nadji's doing himself a disservice. So the discard that you push, Nadji, there is a Brit ball column in the discard. Is, yeah. So that has been fairly active. And like you've said, Nadji, even if you want to go down and support your local team, yeah, just um, watch the game. 
I've, I've seen it started last week. So Lado plays for our flag team. He had his first game. Um, but my flag, Gareth, what happens is you go to a game day and you play three games in one day because of the distance. So me and Connor Ryan had our first taste two weeks ago. We lost our first game twenty-seven nil to an ex-Premier League nope. team, so it was a, a a rude awakening. But we won the second game, forty to nineteen. Two touchdowns nice. from your boy, Mister Hope. I forget that plug in there. So I won Offensive Player of the Week, Nadji. I knew you'd be proud. Oh, get him on your fancy team. So get Paul um, on your fancy team. Yeah, I'm <laughs> up in Renfrewshire this Saturday, five a.m. start. Got three games, oh. so. The, the Baffle League's in, in full swing. And I think the Lions women's team have got a game this weekend against Sweden. So yeah. Phoebe Schechter, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's a big fan of the group, follow her on social media. She's got all the details on there. But if you want to go watch the GB Lions, they're playing this weekend. But Nadji, come on. We need to see. Show us We're your all helmet. waiting. Yeah, so uh, at the I've, I've been playing this game for quite some time now. And uh, my helmet, if, for people that don't know, I, they they have a little uh, little sticker there that says the date it was built. And uh, they're only valid for 10 years. So I need a new one. Um, so I got this. And uh, I have to thank uh, Nerion Athletics, uh, who really sorted me out. It's a company down in, in Spain. They're based around Madrid. And uh, Javier has been absolutely amazing and super nice to uh, sorting me that out. It's a new Shadow XL. I don't think many people have it. It's got this cool like, new technology in there, and it's really, really comfortable. So thank you very much, Javier. But yeah, if you need anything, it's a, it's a just an American football. I think they do um, lacrosse as well stuff. So just go have a look. Um, if you need gloves, jersey, trousers, pads, whether you play flag or not, and you need something, uh, just go and check them out. Uh, obviously, it's all in euros, but um, uh, it's a little bit cheaper than anything you can find in the UK. And as I said, Ravia has been absolutely amazing. He put that in a package saying it was uh, goods and a gift, so I didn't pay tax when he got to the UK, thanks to Brexit. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't pay extra tax. So just go and talk to him. You can talk to him on WhatsApp, and I'll help you find out what you need. Uh, and then if you want to mention my name, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah, just go and check him out. Super nice guys. Um, and if you need anything, you'll probably find it there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a little plug there. Okay, so I've, I've got a new question for you then, because obviously I, I've never played the game. I've never had to buy a helmet or anything like that. Did you have to have some sort of fitting? Uh, so there's, there's general sizes. So there's small, medium, large, extra large, I think they do. So if you need, if you want a helmet, the best thing is to go and try them. So there is a few shops. So in is the that UK one extra large? This one's large. Uh, of a large head, not, not extra large, despite the, despite the, all of this, yeah. Um, but you can go on the website. The, the most common one is Riddle. Um, Riddell. I don't know how you pronounce it exactly. Shirt is the other one, and then and then Xenif is is this one that look really cool. There's also devices you can buy. You know the silly one, Josh Kill and Boss have. Those yeah. ones are a little bit expensive, thirteen hundred pound. Anyway. Um, you can go on there, measure your head, and they'll tell you roughly where you need to be, and then you can adjust it to your size uh, without trying. I will highly recommend trying, though. Uh, so if you go down to a, a club, just ask around. People will have different things, mostly Riddell and shirt. Just, is this allowed? Can I just try it on for two seconds? Just put it on, see how it feels, and then you know what to buy because uh, they are pretty pricey. Um, so, yeah, that's and the way to do it. Am I right in thinking, Nadji, colour-wise, you can always get them wrapped? Because the ladder players, you can, team, yeah, he's moved teams. Yeah. And he says, "Don't worry about the team colours." 
and get them wrapped. Yeah. I mean, ideally, it's better to buy what you can. You, you know, if your team plays in in a weird green, you might not find it. Um, but uh, yeah, you can you can get the lid wrapped. You can also paint it yourself, a car paint or whatever. You can do that fairly easily. Uh, and the face cage is the same. You can paint it yourself. It's just that you have to kind of redo it every year because obviously it's not designed for it. Um, but yeah, the wrapping is amazing. Uh, you can send that. I think it costs like 20 or 30 quid to get it the right color. And the logo, the team will give that to you when you, when you join usually. Um, so yeah, don't worry too much about the color. If you if you can't buy the, your color, maybe go white because it's easier to paint uh, instead of black. It's, it's harder to put a custom paint on that. It'll show darker, I guess. It's better prime white. Um, but yeah, don't worry about it. Just buy it. If you want to play, uh, I was going to say, if you're just starting to play, don't go and buy a helmet. The team you're playing for should have a few that will last you a few months. Just dip your toes in, make sure the sport's for you. Uh, it's very expensive. This was upwards of 450 uh, pounds. Uh, and, you know, shoulder pads are like 100, 200 quid. Don't go and splash out unless you can afford it, of course. You do whatever you want. But it's, a, it's an investment. Um, Go and play for a bit, borrow stuff, and when you're sure you want to carry on doing it, then invest and get your own, and it'll last you for 10 years. So, you know, it's about 45 pounds a year to protect my head. It's not bad. What we did last year, Gareth, is anybody playing, if you hit me up, I'll tweet out the links from the 49 FFL UK, local games in your area, results, footage. Um, Cheeky shout-out, James Evans and Chris Leo Wayne and Gary Thorpe are all brand-new flag players this year playing for the different teams. Nick Ludlam is the most uh, decorated flag player. His team got the finals last year, so I've got to give him a cheeky plug out there. So I know Nick and his team are are primed for another run at the playoffs, Gareth. But I fell in love with the game. And like Nancy said, if you can't play contact, if you like me to hold an injury prone, go give flag a go because I've absolutely fallen in love with the game. It it helps you understand the route running and what the players do. And sometimes on this pod when Nancy says, I play the game and I used to think, I wonder what it'd be like to play the game. I have a little taste of that now. I'm not on Najee yeah. Kras level yet, but oh. I'm I'm slowly get getting that. there, lads. I'm slowly getting there. Um, last little thing is, if you can't do any of those things, but maybe you've got kids, um, you can they can play flag until they're 14, I think, and then they, start, they can start playing contact. So if your kids are into it, and that goes for uh, both genders, um, all of the genders, um, just... Go and try, same again, try and find a team close to you and maybe that's better than soccer. Uh, everybody seems to be doing around here. Don't know what it's about. So go go put your kids play football. They make more money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Great to see so many people involved in the in the game in the UK. Uh I think we're towards the end. A couple of quick shout outs, I think worth mentioning. A couple of little bits of snippets of, of news. Two from the team. Uh, congratulations, I think, from all the UK faithful to Christian McCaffrey, who got engaged this week. Oh, yeah. So uh, congratulations. Good luck to him yeah. uh, and yeah. and his, his lovely missus or missus-to-be. Uh, also very good news, slightly different tack, uh, is that Mooney Ward's uh, little baby had heart oh, yeah. surgery uh, yeah. this week, but is apparently covering, recovering well. So uh, I think all our best wishes from the UK over to Mooney Ward and his family. Uh, great yeah, to see that that's got a uh, a positive uh, uh, result. Uh, and finally, yeah. a little bit of a belated happy birthday to the UK faithful's one and only Brian Davis, uh, who kept Lee in check on seasons one and two <laughs> of this show. 
so I think we're all we forever were partners grateful. in misery. <laughs> partners in misery. I I remember those shows well, and I must say yeah. I miss Brian uh, being on the pod. Uh, he was he was a natural, I think. So happy yeah. birthday, Brian! Sorry I missed it a couple of days ago. Happy birthday! Best wishes, buddy. All the best, Matt. Any other shout-outs before we wrap it up? No? Um, None specifically that I'm going to name. Um, I'd just like to say thank you to everybody that reached out uh, privately to us to ask whether or not I'd been in a fight with uh, a Seahawks fan. No, I hadn't. It's just a little procedure I've had done, and uh, I am recovering well. Nice. Uh, just uh, shall we talk schedule? Because obviously we've we've been missing for a month. Apologies, people. We've been busy and nothing much has happened anyway. Uh, but we're gonna do draft things and then schedule things and then we'll probably disappear again. Because we don't do podcasts just to talk about Twitter nothing. rumors or anything. Yeah, that's not who we are. That's not yeah. what we do. And we're also pretty busy, all of us. Um, and we don't get paid to do this. Uh, it's not our job. So otherwise, we would definitely do a daily podcast uh, talking about, you know, Debo's new shoes or whatever. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for bearing with us. And uh, we'll be back soon to talk draft and review and all that. And uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think that's the plan. Whether that happens or not is different story. Well, to be fair, yeah. Nadji, we didn't do the Tuesday show this week for that reason. We've established the new live. Um, but the content yeah. is getting a little bit quiet. So me, Nick yeah. and Lee have agreed that we're not just going to do a show for the sake of doing a show. So nothing. just keep, yeah. keep an eye out on Twitter, keep an eye out on the Facebook group, keep an eye out on the YouTube page. But like you said, between now and the season starting, it may not be we do a weekly show or a weekly pod. But if something happens, rest assured. So like this week, Nadji, I was smiling because everyone was like, no show this week, Paul, on a Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, the Don't awesome worry. foursome are back. Me and Nick <laughs> can't compete with the awesome foursome. So. But it is good to see that, like you've said, we're not just going to do a show for the sake of doing it. So that was why we cancelled this week's live anyway. Yeah, we, we have got the draft to look forward to. We've we've got the draft to digest after the fact. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we will have the uh, fixture release, which I'm pretty sure will not yep. be announced by Lee because I'm not sure anyone will take it seriously. So <laughs> after April the 1st, yeah. Yes, that was, good. that was a good one. But it was we good. Got a few people. Got a few mm. people. It's very, very good work on Photoshop with uh, with Mr. Warner. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I was quite impressed with that myself, even though it was me that did it. I was, I was still quite impressed. <laughs> what's it? What's it actually happening when they go, they come and play in in London? They'll be like, "Oh, do you know what? Let's just put the tag on because why not?" I don't think the NFL would allow it, but um, you, no helmet helmet sticker. Oh yeah, that would oh, be loud. Imagine that! Yeah. Imagine that! Mm. Hey, you know how they say, "Make it happen." You know? wish into existence. So, fingers crossed, everyone. We will see. Few, still a few weeks to uh, to wait until the schedule release. So, but there we go. So, draft to look forward to. I think the, yeah. the season's beginning to ramp up. I think I've enjoyed our little break. I think it draws a line under last season, and now it's all it's all looking ahead. Last season's gone. Still good memories, but it's all about 2023. So thanks to everyone who listens to and watches the show. Since you've got nothing else to do at the moment, you can like, comment and subscribe and share. We will be back soon. Until then, go Niners.
Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang, bang, Niners, guys. Love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.